I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What is up, Dub Nation? Brady Klopper with Golden State of Mind back with you. Been a little while since we've done a podcast. Um, wasn't able to podcast after the Sunday night game against the Raptors. So just wanted to pop on and kind of talk about the state of the dubs here. Um, a day removed from that win over the Raptors, one of their best wins of the season, certainly their best road win, I'd say. Um, and getting ready to finish off a big two more games on the road. They have a back-to-back in New York. It's not going to be easy, um, but it is a chance for them to salvage some of this road trip. Uh, they're one and three on the six-game road trip. This is their longest road trip of the year. Uh, they play the Knicks on Tuesday night. They play the Nets on Wednesday night. Um, and it that's going to be hard. Um, you know, neither of those teams are great, but both of them are rolling at the moment. Um, the Knicks, after their disappointing year last year, starting to find the rhythm. They're still, like, they're really outperforming their net rating. The Warriors have a much better net rating than the Nets. The Warriors are plus 2.2. That's garbage time adjusted. Uh, the Knicks are plus 1.5. Um, that's a difference of ninth in the league versus 12th in the league. Uh, but the Knicks are 17-13, and 13 and they're on a seven-game winning streak, um, including four of those seven wins on the road. Seven-game winning streak maybe makes it sound a little better than it is. It hasn't been great competition. They have had the Cavs in there. The Hawks are a pretty decent team. The Kings are competitive. They've also had the Bulls twice, the Pacers, the Hornets. Um, so, you know, it's not like they're going out there and, you know, taking it to the really good teams in the league. But seven-game winning streak is a seven-game winning streak. We've seen the Warriors lose to bad teams. We've seen the Warriors lose to average teams. We've seen the Warriors lose to good teams. It is easy to lose in the NBA no matter who you're playing. And stringing together seven wins, especially when four of them are on the road, is an impressive thing. So that's not going to be easy. The Nets, after their, you know, disaster, I'm not even going to get in. You know what happened with the Nets. Truly awful uh, early on, and they're rolling. They're on a six-game winning streak, um, also with four of those games on the road. Also low competition. That's the Hornets, Hawks, Pacers, Wizards, Raptors, Pistons. Not great competition, but still, six-game winning streak. They've won 10 of their last 11 games um, after that really slow start to the year where everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And I don't say that to say they got unlucky. It was almost entirely self-inflicted, but so many things going wrong. And now they've really righted the ship. So it's not going to be easy for the Warriors with Steph Curry still out. Andrew Wiggins has been ruled out for the Knicks game. We don't yet know whether or not he'll be ready for the Nets game. Clay Thompson, I would assume, would be out for the Nets game. He's rested on the back end of every back-to-back so far this season. I don't see that changing anytime soon. As is, he's listed on the injury report for the Knicks game. He's listed as probable, but um, he is, he's still listed. So he's dealing with something. Left knee soreness is what they're calling it. Jonathan Kaminga also on the injury report as probable with the same thing. Left knee soreness. 
So if the Warriors are going to win, it's going to require some people stepping up, which is exactly what happened in Toronto. Uh, one of their better performances of the year. No Steph, no Wiggins, and they went into Toronto and really just took it to the Raptors all night long. It was, you know, it ended up being a 16-point win. It never really felt quite that close, honestly. It was, it was really just a dominant display. And really everything was working for the Warriors. First off, Jordan Poole stepped up in a big way. He's obviously been slumping a bit this season, and I don't think it's, you know, breaking news to say that the Warriors need him to perform at the level he did last year, at the very least, if they want to have a chance this year. Um, I encourage you to head to our site, goldenstateofmind.com, read what our great film analyst Joe Veray had to say about Poole, basically talking about how, you know, the Warriors will go as far as Poole can take them during this stretch of a few weeks while Curry is out. Um, they have a chance to sink, they have a chance to tread water, they have a chance to move forward. Um, and Jordan Poole is probably the most important person there because he is, you know, despite the struggles this year, he is the team's second best offensive player. And with Curry out, he becomes the team's best offensive player, or at least their best, you know, I think you could still make that case for Clay just because of the gravity he has, uh, the impact he has on the overall offense. But in terms of being able to go out and get a bucket, go out and create a play, put points on the board, Jordan Poole is that guy for the Warriors when Steph Curry's out. And he had one of the best games of his career against Toronto. They were just useless trying to defend him. 43 points on 14 of 23 shooting. Got to the rim at ease. Lots of layups. Got to the free throw line 11 times. He also had six assists. Just a, a phenomenal, phenomenal showing from him. Uh, and, and everyone else did their part. Kevon Looney continues to play exceptionally well regardless of whether he's paired with the Warriors stars. He had another double-double, 11 points, 11 rebounds. Draymond Green had really hilarious, really hilarious start to the game for Draymond. He hadn't made three threes in a game since April of 2021. So like a year and a half ago. He made a three on each of the first three possessions in the game. Um, and his offense was just aggressive all night. 17 points, nine rebounds, five assists. He's proving that he's not really the liability he's been the last few years on offense. And he's also proving that even without Steph Curry there, he can, he can provide good things on offense. Clay's been a little bit more um, well-rounded lately. Even when his shot's not falling, he, he does a lot of good things. This game, he had seven rebounds and four assists. Dante DiVincenzo is really finding his role. So is J. Michael Green. J. Michael Green had 15 points and seven rebounds in 17 minutes. Just phenomenal off the bench. Um, which was good because um, Steve Kerr didn't play James Wiseman, barely played Jonathan Kaminga, didn't play Moses Moody much. Um, Anthony Lamb, I thought, was was pretty poor. Good game by Ty Jerome, though. Um, and obviously everyone getting moved up a role. Jordan Poole not on the bench with Steph Curry injured. Dante DiVincenzo not on the bench with Andrew Wiggins injured. So the Warriors have really needed those players to step up. And J. Michael Green was that guy off the bench and so was Ty Jerome against Toronto. And that's what the Warriors need to do if, you know, I, I said that it, they'll go as far as Jordan Poole will take them, but it needs to be a team performance. Um, they need Draymond Green to keep playing like an all-star. They need the bench players to step up. Everyone in this game had a positive plus-minus except for Wiseman, Baldwin, and Rollins, who played the final two minutes of garbage time. Um, 
so it really was just a team performance, and that's what the Warriors are going to need to do if they want to survive, if they want to win one or even both of these back-to-back games, if they want to win some more games before the year ends, um, before they welcome Curry back, hopefully in early January. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting. Um, and New York poses an interesting problem for them. Or it'll be fun to see them play kind of a bigger team. Um, Mitchell Robinson, not exactly a force, but certainly a very large player who can make life difficult as a shot blocker and as a rebounder. Um, Julius Randle is obviously their star player at the power forward position, and he's even though he shoots threes, even though he handles the ball, even though he uh, is a very good passer, he... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's still a, a big, you know, he's kind of in that DeMontis Sabonis role where he has maybe a, a modern fours game, but he has an old school fours body or a modern fives body. You know, he's he's got that big bruising body. He's, you know, a bigger guy than Kevon Looney, but he's at the four. He's going to be the guy matched up with Draymond Green while an even bigger guy and Mitchell Robinson is, is there with Looney. So um, that's going to be fun to see how the Warriors do against that because I don't think it was necessarily a surprise or a shock that they that the team that they finally broke out against was a Toronto team that um, isn't really big and bruising. They're they're very tall, they're very lengthy, um, but they're kind of rangy. They're kind of sleek and and lanky and. Um, perimeter-oriented, even if they're very, very tall. Um, And the Warriors, I think, do a little bit well with that. So it'll be interesting to see if the Warriors try to push against Randall and Robinson. I mean, I know they will. That's what they do. But um, curious to see if they try to do that with mismatches, if maybe we see Kaminga more in this game um, just put in to try and run Mitchell Robinson and Julius Randall off the floor a little bit. Uh, Certainly we'll see Draymond Green pushing and pushing and pushing and, and hopefully getting out in transition with Jordan Poole and Dante DiVincenzo. Um, speaking of Green and Poole, obviously, you know, there's been a lot of headlines about those two this year. I just want to say the chemistry that those two have been developing over the last few weeks has been phenomenal. Um, they've always played pretty well together. They're really, really clicking right now um, in both directions. Um, Draymond's making amazing passes to Jordan. Jordan's making amazing passes to Draymond. Um, their timing with their two-man game. It really is reminiscent of of Draymond and Steph. Um, the way that the way that they just seem to have that understanding with each other, where Draymond should set the screen, what timing 
pool should be coming at the screen, hiding behind it, stepping into threes, hesitating and getting that roll, giving up the ball, coming, getting it right back. It's just a really fun two-man game to watch, and their chemistry has just been, been a joy. I've, I've really, been, really been enjoying it. Um, and I think that's going to be certainly a key with Steph out as well because as much as I think a lot of pressure falls on Poole to, to perform well with Steph out, I think a lot of pressure has to also fall on Draymond to help him with that because as we know, even with the greatness of Steph Curry, Draymond unlocks a lot of what Steph Curry does and that should be the case for Poole as well. Uh, when you have a player who is as smart as Draymond, who is as good of a passer, as good of a screen setter, as good of a release valve as Draymond is, that gives you the opportunity to really take an individual perimeter player's offense to a whole new level. And so I think that chemistry, that rapport, that two-man game between JP and Dre is is going to be especially huge while Steph is out. Um, but then also when Steph gets back, because Draymond's been put in that second unit that's worked really well. And, you know, he's going to be sharing the court with Jordan a lot when the Warriors are healthy. And the more dynamic they are, the more dangerous the Warriors are going to be. The good news for the Dubs is after they finish this hellacious six-game road trip, then they get to come home and chill. So they play the Nets on Wednesday. That's going to be a really fun game, certainly, seeing them go against Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Ben Simmons is healthy now. Um, like I said, before the Nets are rolling, they're going into this game with a six-game winning streak. So that's going to be a really tough one, but potentially a really fun one. And then the Warriors are come home. They have Thursday off, Friday off, Saturday off. So three straight off days, which is just so rare in the NBA. Then they play on Christmas against the Memphis Grizzlies. And that is the start of an eight-game homestand. So the Warriors play the Nets Wednesday. That's December 21st. The Warriors don't play another road game until January 13th when they visit the San Antonio Spurs. And that's huge because the Warriors have been so bad on the road this year. They have three road wins. They're going to end the reg not the regular season. They're going to end the calendar year. They're going to hit the halfway mark of the season with, depending on what happens in these next two games, three, four, or five road wins. Those are all very, very, very small numbers. They've just been awful on the road. Um, and the flip side of that is, you know, for everyone freaking out about how bad the Warriors are this year or how not good they are, they've been so good at home. And on the one hand that can be very frustrating but on the other hand it is a sign of how good this team is capable of being they're showing that they have eliteness in them when the Warriors are at home this year they have a net rating garbage time adjusted of plus 12.9 that's second in the league behind Memphis 12 wins to 2 losses that's the third best record, home record in the league Top 10 offense, second best defense. That should be very encouraging if you're a Warriors fan or if you're a member of the Warriors because obviously they have a lot of things that they need to figure out and a lot of things that they need to fix, but that is an indicator of what the team is capable of being. They have that in them. 
a lot of people seem to be thinking that the Warriors don't have greatness in them this year, that they're just kind of a mediocre team. That's not the case. They are a team that has ended up mediocre because they have balanced out their greatness with some awfulness. And that doesn't mean that, it, that things are going to break the right way and that they're going to end up great. Just like it doesn't mean that things are going to break the wrong way and they're going to end up horrible. But there is, a, there is a difference between a team that is steadily mediocre and a team that is great half the time and really bad half the time. And the team that's great ha- bad, half the time and bad half the time might be more frustrating, might make you pull out your hair more. But that's the team that has a chance to just be great most of the time because they have that capability. And so I think this eight-game homestand, even though Curry is going to miss the bulk of it, if not all of it, it's going to provide an opportunity for the Warriors to tap into those things that have made them great at home, find that rhythm, so that when they head back out on the road in mid-January, they can hopefully find a way to pack it in their private jet and charter it from city to city. Will they? We'll find out. But, but this eight-game homestand, again, starts on Christmas against the Grizzlies. Then they have the Hornets. They have the Jazz. They have the Trailblazers on the 30th. They very kindly don't play on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Hawks on the 2nd. Pistons on the 4th. Magic on the 7th. Suns on the 10th. Some really, really, really winnable games there. Really winnable games. Um, and and a chance to just find the rhythm. I think we're seeing, you know, the silver lining of the injuries is players are getting to play more, and we're seeing them find their footing better. Dante DiVincenzo has slid into the starting lineup, and he's been playing so well. And I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him scale his role back to the bench and but keep up the production that he's shown as a starter. I think getting to play 30 to 35 minutes a night has been really, really good for him. Jim Michael Green's had a larger role off the bench lately, and he's been playing really, really well. With the exception of Sunday's game, Jonathan Kaminga's been having a larger role. He's been playing really well. Um, This has been an opportunity for some of the players that don't get as many minutes to get a little bit of rhythm, find their footing, find their chemistry, and I think when they dial back, they're going to really be able to hone into their roles, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So Tuesday night, 4.30 p.m., is the game against the Knicks, 4.30 Pacific time, also 4.30 against the Nets on Wednesday, then home for eight games. I'll be back here to talk about the Knicks game, hopefully a second straight win for the Dubs. That would get them back to 500 on the year, which would be a nice thing. As always, check out goldenstateofmind.com for more coverage on the games, previews, Game threads, news, all the fun stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back soon. Happy holidays.